0: Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store, located at 1200 Central Avenue in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com.
1: Hello and welcome to Grape Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the place, the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn. And I'm Gina Birch. We've taken a bit of a
0: wine road trip, so to speak, this summer, even though a lot of it has been through the bottle rather than getting on a plane and boots on the ground kind of a road trip. Today we're going to Italy. Now, Julie, when I say the name San Marzano, what kind of vines first come to mind for you? tomatoes. Of course. One of the many things that I love about doing this podcast with Julie is, you know, sharing our stories and our knowledge and our passions for wine and and, and various regions around the world, too, where grapes are grown. And Julie's wheelhouse is? Italy. Right. There it is. Say it with excitement. You said Italy. Italia. Yeah. So she lived there for (laughs) a short short term, went to school there, married a handsome man from there. Mm So when I told her I've been talking to some marketing folks for a story I was working on, they said, hey, what about us sending you some San Marzano wines, and I thought, huh, this could be fun.
1: You know, it's it's weird. It's the name of a producer in winery, of course, San Marzano. I'm thinking we're going to get Campagna wines. Right. right. But uh, not so. It's uh, San Marzano is most closely associated with a tomato um, in Campania. It's the only tomato that's allowed to be used on Vera Pizza Napolitano. Really? Only that tomato? Only that tomato. Okay. Yeah, and they go around and check because just like everything in Italy, if there's a food product that they're proud of, mm-hmm. there's a consortium and a governing board that goes around and makes sure that you're not trying to slide any cherry tomatoes Don't on. Don't be that thing. sneaking though, random tomatoes yeah, no on bee- my beefsteaks. No. Beef steaks. no. Not even de Bucca, which is another one that's really, you know, the ugly but good ones, Bruta Bombona, the ones that look really ugly, like, yeah, yeah, but they taste so good. Those are not allowed on pizza. Okay. Only San Marzano. So, anyway, um, my school over there during our stage in Campania arranged for us to have pizza at one of the first places that made Pizza margarita, and I will tell you it was one of the most awesome things. Mm. It's kind of a sweeter tomato sauce, Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of mozzarella, and they only offer it in two different ways, with mozzarella and without that's okay. It. That's it. That's a yeah. pizza purist mm-hmm. paradise right there. The place we went to was Antica Pizzeria da Michel, Michele. So um, it was, I think it was like the second or third one, but the first one was 40 years older and a few blocks away. So we mm-hmm. just went to this one. So the tomato is named for a small town called San Marzano Sul Sarno near Mount Vesuvius, whose volcanic soil is credited with coaxing the best tomatoes from heirloom seed, which was originally gifted to the kingdom of Naples by the Viceroyalty of Peru. In 1770. And fun fact, tomatoes are a new world import to Italy. Oh my gosh, I
0: just had a flashback. I was at that pizzeria in Napoli. It's so good. Ah, uh, yeah. We had to wait in line down the down the alleyway and yeah. that's all they did was margarita and
1: and oh look at that. Yeah, well thank
0: you for jogging my memory bank there. I, I love was that.
1: Probably following in your footsteps. Oh perhaps. I think it, oh, maybe. Maybe we were there at the same time and but it, we the, didn't even know it. It had the green one inch tiles on the, yes. the big ground. Yeah, it's, it's oh, really man, good. that was good. I, gosh, I want some now. You know what I did? I ordered extra mozzarella <laughs> and I regret that decision. It made it very heavy mm-hmm. and a little bit soupy. I should have just gone with the straight up normal yeah. person mozzarella, but I just wanted all. The mozzarella. (laughs) And who doesn't want more? When in Campania, one must consume their body weight in mozzarella.
0: (laughs) So you have a name like San Marzano, and we originally thought, hmm, wine from Campania, as you said originally. But no, there's more than one San Marzano in Italy. There's a town called San Marzano di San Giuseppe, and that's in Puglia. And that's where we find the Cantine San Marzano, not a Campania. The wines we're drinking today are from Puglia. Uh, they're all, that's all the way over in, in the heel of the boot. It's a little bit inland from in, in south of Toronto.
1: Yeah, the town of Toronto. It's, it's just like on the inside part of the heel. Yeah. So there's a little bit inland from that, a little bit south. It's hot there. Yeah, it does get really hot. Yeah. So this got me wondering, why are there so many uh, San Marzanos? I'm like, who's Marzano? Marzano, is that a name? So um, I'm looking it up, and mm-hmm. there actually is a saint named Marzano, but according to the website catholicsaints.info, what? which I That's frequent. That's a real thing? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and if you go there more than three times, they put up a pop-up window that you need to start donating to their site. <laughs> um, anyway, so San Marzano is another name for Saint Marcian. Of mm. Tortona, which is up between Milan and Geneva, where he was the bishop for 45 years after he converted to Christianity back in the 100s AD, um, but in wow. 117 or 120 AD, history books back then were a little sketchy. Hadrian, who was not a fan of Catholicism, had him crucified. Poor Marciano, but um, mm. he it was. It could have been under the the reign of. Trajan, if it was 117. Mm-hmm. So, okay. they can't really figure out what year it happened, but it, it did. So, anyway, his name is Marcian. Any relation to Rocky Marciano? Well, see, this is... I was like, well, I wonder. I, t- I asked my husband. Because yeah, <laughs> I've got a bottle of that wine at home, too. I know, and so we Rocky have to Marciano. check that out. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, so, his real name, Rocky Marciano's real name, not the saint, was <laughs> R- Rocco Francis Marchegiano. So, uh, so Rocco Francis Marchegiano, he... Maybe pick a saint's name on purpose, but I'm thinking that he probably was trying to make Marchegiano a little bit easier for people, the ring announcers right. to announce or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but that name, Marcheggiano, is a reference to where his immigrant parents came from, which is the Marche region of Italy. Gosh. So, Marque, like Parmigiano, Marchegiano, right? This brain work is
0: uh, starting to get to me. We need to try some wine pretty pretty fast. This like, is how I live. Here. I
1: just love reading up on all this stuff. I'm looking up entomology of the word Brindisi, which we're going to look at later. Okay. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Sorry. So, so if we're getting to the point here, if we've lost you a little bit <laughs> in all our Mon- Marzano and Marciano, and uh, San Marzano is a leading wine producer in the southeastern Italian region of Puglia. And the winery is located on the Salento Peninsula. And this makes up the heel of Italy's boot. It's in the heart of the Primitivo di Manduria, DOP. Um, again, we were talking about how warm it is. Uh, so, Mediterranean climate, it's primarily clay and calcareous rock soils. Uh, Great diurnal shifts from the breezes off the Ionian and the uh, Adriatic Seas. I think those are the two that are there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they attribute these yields. uh, The fruit is very complex. They attribute to the yields. um, The fruit is very balanced, and it's very concentrated. It is great food wine.
1: Yeah. And San Marzano is really focused on showcasing the region's heritage varieties. That means Primitivo, Negro Maro, Malvesionera, among others. The winery weaves tradition, passion, and modern techniques to produce a range that highlights the character of each grape. And the terroir, so they seem to be very um, observant. Also, of uh, mm-hmm. the local regulations of the do because the, they have Dop and IGT wines yeah. clearly labeled. They're not doing any super Tuscan action and throwing no. an in cab or anything like that. It's it's straight up. This is how it's supposed to be done. This
0: is how we do it. Mm-hmm. So Malvasia Nero Salento IGP two thousand seventeen is what we're trying first. Now we're going to put uh, photographs of all of these wines on our. On our social media site and on our website. So you can see them. These are all available in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We're not going to really tease good. you with stuff you can't get
1: Yeah, yet. That is the worst when you read great reviews and you can't find them to save your life.
0: So taste this, and I want you to guess how much you think this is going to uh, retail for. Boy, this smells beautiful.
1: That is juicy, which is the word you used earlier to describe it Yeah, so I, I stole it.
0: Mm-hmm. I stole it. I just took it. I, st- I stole a sip before we were supposed to.
1: But it's not like gross juicy, like, you know, over extracted. It's definitely, I mean, as hot as it is there, it's a really tame wine, I think.
0: And I think this would be good. Put a little chill on it. When speaking of hot, this this could go for, for a summer red. Yeah. You, I you don't think it, a lot of Italian wines are for summer red, except maybe Barbera or.
1: Yeah. In that area, they have a lot of, um, lots of veggie dishes and a lot of fish dishes um, because obviously it's a teeny peninsula Mm -hmm. hanging off a big peninsula being the heel so that area is going to have a lot of things that might require a little bit more lightness and especially going through the summertime so they've suggested um pairing this with charcuterie with figs and honey and (laughs) a balsamic
0: roasted pork loin oh baby see there you go pork loin Mm -hmm. so guess how much you think this
1: is i don't know i would go like 19 oh you're close 16.99 17 ah, bucks. $16.99. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love the 99. That makes all the mm-hmm. difference in the world. It makes you feel like you're not being exorbitant with it. Exactly. But yeah, that's pretty good. I'd totally buy that. I would get that. Okay. I'm going to pass you the dump bucket. All right. So I can be a responsible yeah. little podcaster. I hate to dump this, but, you know, in, in the essence, in the... Um, in the interest of sobriety. Of time.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to time
1: and you went to sobriety. <laughs> I don't... Well, I'm not really familiar, so I just got to talk about it every once in a while. I'm joking. <laughs> Okay. All right, so who do we have next?:
0: oh, I, think I, poured the, I think I may have poured the wrong one. I did a Primitivo, and That's we wanted cool. to do those back to back, but you know, let's
1: ask about Primitivo. OK. Has anybody decided if it really is Zinfandel? Because last I checked, I thought Primitivo was said to have gone from Italy to another place and then gone to California. Where it was grown, and somehow the DNA ended up being just slightly different yeah. from what's actually in Italy now? I had heard that as well. Like it had um, evolved or something? Yeah. Whether or not that's the case, we still
0: should get an expert in here, and I don't even know if they will know. I because just don't know
1: if the jury is in on that I don't that think yet. it is either. But as far as evolution of wine grapes changing their DNA based on where they're live for, living for a while, it'll be great when uh, they can grow legs and walk to the door when you don't want to get up and get more <laughs> wine. I okay, guess so that's what... Uh, Mail orders for yeah, that is all right. So, Primitiva di Vanduria, Dop. This is a two thousand and seventeen, mm, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Well, that tastes that smells completely different from the first one. So this one is uh, entitled Talo Primitivo di Banduri, 100% Primitivo. Um, It's a full-bodied wine, ripe dark fruit notes, the uh, Talo range, which is named after one of the founding families of the town of San Marzano, the one that's in Puglia. Because there are like three or four San Marzanos that I found Mm -hmm. when I was looking around in my rabbit hole. Um, It's a a pretty – this is supposed to be like an introductory Primitivo to uh, the wines in the region. So what do you think? This this definitely
0: um – has more spice, alcohol. I feel like there's a higher alcohol content in this because I get more heat on the on the palate and and in my nostril hairs. <laughs> it's a nose hair burner. <laughs> well, it, actually, uh, I don't know that it's a total burner. Some of those California zens that I've tried were total nose hair burners.
1: This is such a blueberry guy.
0: I totally blue fruit. Yes,
1: yeah. it's definitely a, a blueberry dude, and um, it's it's you know a lot of times when they say that it's balanced. When there's high alcohol, mm-hmm. um, it's like, how can you possibly balance that much alcohol? Yeah, I mean, how much fruit can you have? But this definitely needed it. It needs to have that good uh, fruit action going on because it's uh, of its
0: And this is the 16, you said?
1: This is the 17. The
0: 17. Yeah, it, I could taste it's a little young. I think it could sit a little longer or be open. Maybe decanting this
1: yeah, would maybe, be a good.
0: But it's got some, I like it. The
1: alcohol is 14%. Which is what it says on the label, mm-hmm. which means it could be 15. I would guess it's and closer to 15. I, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm no scientist yeah. here, but the taste buds don't lie. <laughs> it's kind of like a blueberry like Pop-Tart. Shakira. Her hips don't lie and my taste buds don't lie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is kind of like a little pop tarty kind of thing. And yeah. Again. Not sweet, but fruity. Definitely uh, jammy fruit. <laughs> but the, um, the thing with that is because of the heat, uh-huh. you know, if you're going to get phenological, phenological, I don't remember the word. Um ripeness and then the sugar ripeness, the sugar mm-hmm. ripeness is always, almost always going to precede. So you're going to have uh, quite a bit of sugar activity happening here mm-hmm. when you get the acidity where you want it, you know? Yes. I so, like it. thus the higher alcohol. You know, I'm a fan of uh, Primitivo. Me too. I think it's
0: just a great – it's a great fruit wine. Uh, I mean a good food wine, sorry, with lots of fruit. And um, you can, again, get some good deals. So It's funny because it can be super spicy sometimes too. Yeah.
1: It almost. Kind I of think that's it. why I
0: like it. I like the spice that can come with um, some of the uh, the meats and the dishes.
1: We, we should do a comparison someday with uh, Zinfandel. Oh, no, Zinfandel and or Primitiva. Is this our dump bucket? Yeah, that's your dump bucket. Right. So we should do like a comparison. Sorry, <laughs> pour <laughs> that just on just your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just Didn't that see up. that one that's coming. That's good luck, by the way. In yeah. Italy, if you spill some wine or have some wine drips, that's really good luck. All right. And you're supposed to wipe it on your neck. Like it's perfume. Oh, because it is. Because they don't it's have a strict DUI laws there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's aromatics. Uh, I'm joking. Sorry. All right. Okay. So this is... This is... A blend, isn't it? Yes. This
0: one is a blend. Is it- this is the one I meant to pour second, and... Um, I Sorry. got too excited and
1: grabbed the Primitivo. It's hard to stay away from the Primitivo. I know. I know. All right. This one is 85% Negro Amaro and 15% Malvasia Nero di Brindisi. And this Malvasia, this is the same Malvasia. We had the Malvasia earlier. So right. So this is like that dude, 15% of that with a bunch of Negro Amaro. Oh. So this is a traditional blend. And it's a Salice, Salice Salentino D.O.P. So this is one of those governed things. Not unlike, you know. The pizza and Naples.
0: Now I've had some Negro recently, and um, the single—you know—it's a single grape varietal. It wasn't blended. Mm-hmm. Well, may may have had something in it, but uh, it was still past the the laws where it was eighty five percent. Yeah. Um, and I really, I'm really enjoying some Negro Maro. I'm, I'm glad I'm—I've rediscovered that Italian grape again because it kind of—you know—things just kind of sit on the shelf or you mm-hmm. forget about them.
1: So this one is, hmm. boy, this is a little perfumey too. It is really—it's almost um, like. Rosy, like not rosy, but you know, like when you stick your nose right into a rose, right, and it's like a super perfumey one. It's kind of like that. It's a little hard going back after um the Primitivo, yeah.
0: But to me, that's um, you know, what I get in that, like that savory, kind of like tomato sauce.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: Like uh yes, it's that that back and the back
1: back of the the palate and the it's just like tomato sauce to me. There's like a little herbal component happening Mm -hmm. on the nose and on the palate, both. I think. Like this for pizza, I'd be all over it. Yeah, but I think this could accompany a lot of weeknight meals. Sure, honestly, because of that savory note, that little that little um, spicy bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so their suggested wine pairing. Yeah, what are they? Grilled strip steak and farro salad, which Mm -hmm. farro is a grain that comes that we get. It's very famous from Italy. They use it in a lot of stuff, including. This really good Easter, like cheesecake type thing. They put faro in, in the cheesecake. Yeah, it's oh. so good. Like whole little, like mm-hmm. cooked grains, and it's just awesome. Oh. And then uh, they put um, rose extract and orange extract, and it's kind of like a cheesecake, like a ricotta cake. Well, I, mean, I guess you think about like rice puddings and stuff. Why wouldn't you have faro if you yeah. can I mean, make it to start out of rice? It's right? really dense. It's just kind of floating around in there, and then candied citrus peels and stuff. It's just one of the most awesome things that I ever got to oh. try. And that was on that same trip to Campania. So, um, anyway. Dang. I digress. Um, this is also suggesting roasted lamb shoulder with arugula pesto. Ooh. Or gr- I don't know about arugula pesto. That sounds like a bitter t- Yeah, bitter fest for me. But I'm kind of anti-bitter. But some people love it. Grilled flatbread with new potatoes or manchego and pear. Mm, that's the one. There right we there. go. That's yeah. the ticket. Manchego and pear. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. One of the things that they do a lot on their cheese boards over there is uh, they call it mostarda, but it's actually not mustard. It's uh, like the fruit in like a... Compressed kind of thing. So I'm thinking like a pear mostarda would be great with any kind of, and I wouldn't do manchego, although I do love manchego, mm. but I would do a pecorino from Italy so you can keep it all in the same country. Right. Am I right? Sheep milk mo- cheese so. all day. I'm in it.
0: I'm in it. I love it. All right. It. Let's all move right. on to the Big Daddy here. So this is the Big Daddy.
1: This is a, the Primitivo. This is when they apparently, uh, before they changed their labels.
0: This bottle, this bottle, if I dropped it, <laughs> it right would break my me. toe in 10 places. Yeah, this he, is a heavy, masculine, I would think this would be a California
1: cab, $150, $200 bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that the export costs on this were increased quite a bit because of the weight factor. Oh,
0: my God. I can't even hold it. It's hurting your (laughs) arm. Just kidding. (laughs) If you
1: have arthritis in your hands. (laughs) Well, I was
0: trying to reach across uh, the board and not spill any wine because... we don't
1: want to do that uh, on electronics. Our producers would be not happy. They would be not pleased. But anyway, so this is the same guy as the other Primitivo. Um, That was the 2017... This is the 2015, which, here it is. Here's the little... This, to me, smells a little more musty. Yeah, probably because it's a little bit, you know, had some time to chill out. Right. So this is kind of like, I guess, a study on how much of that fruit gets knocked down over after aging Mm. for a little while. So... Anyway, uh, it's another Dop, so they're um, observing whatever rules and standards are in place there in uh, that particular region for the Dop designation. So again, we we're talking about some traditional folks. Um, these are um, this one's called Sesantani, which means sixty years. So these are some old vine in here, right? Sixty year old vines. Um, this is uh, San Marzano was established in 1962. When this 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 Manduria Dop, this Primitivo de Manduria. It was established 62 and 19 vine growers from San Marzano di San Giuseppe, whose families had farmed the land for generations, joined forces to maximize their efforts. So they got to kind of band together, um, which is – you don't hear a lot of that happening uh-uh. in southern Italy. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, They have a philosophy of balancing age-old traditions with modern techniques, and it's a collective of 1,200 vine growers across 3,500 acres of vineyards. So Mm. this is named for the 60-year-old bush vines that uh, bore the fruit. Sesantani Primitivo de Manduria is 100% Primitivo, showcases the power and aging potential of Primitivo, and is one of San Marzano's signature wines. So I get a little marzipan in this. I don't know why. Just really? in the finish. A little marzipan
0: and a little uh, young fruit, not really ripe fruit, which I would expect the fruit to be riper in a Primitivo. That's just what I'm getting.
1: This is really good. You're I like, like this getting a marzipan? lot better. I like this better than the Youngster. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I it's think a whole is ball than. ballgame. It's, it's totally different. It's
0: lush. It's got a lot of layers, and I think that's just as I taste it again and as it's just settling in my mouth, I get...
1: It's really mouthwatering. What Do you, do you see something there, Tara? I, I have a question. So I'm, I'm here, obviously, doing a little social media action for grape Minds. So I've noticed, though, out of the four bottles, this is much darker. The glass is so much darker as well. What is, I see that quite a bit and I have no idea what that means for bottles. I think at this in this case, it looks like they changed their labeling and their logo and design. So I think they had a design update is probably mm-hmm. why that happened. And then they probably got hit with a shipping bill on that bottle instead yeah, of heavy as some health. lighter uh, glass. Uh, well,
0: and also you're talking about the color not yeah. just the uh, the darker darker glass helps the wines age better okay. you have less light coming in um, and that's why some of the whites and, and it has been it is more expensive so some of the whites that are in those clear bottles you can totally see through they don't care because it's lighter glass it. both in in density and in color because it doesn't need age yeah,
1: yeah but the other thing also with this they may do the Cesantano in this type of packaging all the time anyway. Right. That's why it, maybe it, why it doesn't match so that they know that this is the one that they want to set aside in age because yeah. they want to hold on to the Cezantano before they release it.
0: Yeah. Perhaps. It's Mac Daddy. I mean, you've got the old vines in there. What What is this one, Um, st- um SRP, on this?
1: Oh, uh thirty three ninety nine. But don't quote us on that because, you know, every time you give uh, manufacturers a suggested retail price, that can vary from state to state and retailer to retailer and... Distributor to distributor, because sometimes people get deals and then knock the price down, and you think somebody's trying to rip you off. That's usually no, not the case. A, there's
0: some game playing within some of the distribution companies when they change uh, who's doing it. But as Julie said, we live in a state that the taxes are some of the highest in the U.S. Yeah. So when people get online and they they look at a, a wine they're getting in Florida and they say, "This is highway robbery. I can go to wine.com and wherever and get it." I'm like, yeah, you try that. Yeah, you pay that shipping. You're and, not going to uh, get it, it, it because we just the state just has a lot of taxes and. Yeah they pass it on to us so that bottle will probably be closer to 40 i think yeah Yeah. let's chat about
1: the merits too of uh, paying for shipping in august when things are going to get to you perhaps cooked um, versus paying the uh, taxes in a state that are going to help keep those highways (laughs) up to date or whatever (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i mean it's up to you where you want to spend your money if you want to spend it on shipping that's fine because you save two bucks on the bottle and I've, i've had people drive all the way across town to save 50 cents on a bottle of a wine that they think that That's great. How's, how's that gas How's that gas In your tank uh, do People are awesome It's like right. they're Hunting something You know Well th- you know That is
0: part of Shopping and finding A deal I think people do Find sport in that mm-hmm. So yeah I say 50 cents
1: My husband not Took excluded Took me an hour Yeah Seriously I gotta tell you
0: He is a deal guy
1: Oh man So I gotta tell you I really like this wine This is yeah. I mean Of course It's gonna be the More expensive one Of all of them uh, but, but
0: still For that price I think it's a good value Yeah I think so too And it's, especially If you've got wines Grapes in here
1: That are from 60 year old vines Isn't it interesting How it plays on. On the tongue, though, too. Yeah. The other ones really opened up on the mid but this one, as soon as it hit the tip of your tongue, it was just like bomb. You know? And yeah,
0: now it's changed again totally since when we first opened it. Well, I gotta try it again. Hang on a minute. Yeah. We'd hate for you to not try and waste.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, some good fruit in When you put it in your mouth,
1: slosh it back up to the front of your tongue, mm-hmm. but not necessarily on the microphone, and see the difference in how that kind of reacts up on the front. Mm. Maybe it's my tongue. I don't know. You getting that? Mm. I get more of the acid. Yeah. Um, and all that fruit falls away on the top. Yeah. It's so cool. Cool. Tongues are pretty interesting. <laughs> Keep yours in your mouth. I will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No Gene Simmons action on the Great Minds podcast. I dressed
1: up as him one year for Halloween. Yes, <laughs> That's okay.
0: Why I said that. Sorry. Thank
1: you. Thanks for reminding me. I, I just yeah. wanted to announce it to the whole yeah, world. Yeah. Great. Um, so they I are want s- pictures <laughs> posted on our social media. Yeah. yeah I think I, I might have. With that bottle. Yes. I do have a picture of me as Casper, but that was just a mask on. Um, <laughs> so you can't even tell. It could be any kid. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mom and Dad. No, it's good. Um, so this pairing, they're suggesting to try it with a ricotta gnocchi with Ooh. mushrooms and pecorino. Butter-basted ribeye steaks, like pretty specific here.
0: Wow. Butter-basted ribeye steaks.
1: I'm going to tell you, the whole year I lived in Italy, I did not see one ribeye steak. And in fact, I went to a butcher and had to draw a picture of a T-bone so I could figure out how to get a filet. And I'm like, see this T-bone? See this little part over here? I drew an arrow to it. That's what I want. That's what I want. (laughs) And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, okay. Anyway, so they're not really steak people in a lot of parts. Anyway, so um, they also are suggesting a fried portobello mushroom burger. I've never had that fried portobello metro.
0: I haven't. And honestly, it doesn't sound good with this to me. Yeah,
1: I don't think I'd go uh-huh. there.
0: I mean, I can see because there, there are some savory elements to this, the more it sits in your mouth. Um, and I don't get any of that marzipan anymore. I don't know where that came from. It was just initial, uh, but it's, that's gone. There's not even a hint of that. So I take
1: it back. <laughs> I would like to retract my yeah. previous statement about marzipan <laughs> at this point. Um, but anyway, so this this is a really good one. I really like this. and would 100% suggest it personally. And I think it would really go well with air as well because it doesn't really need anything. No. It's one of those easy, <laughs> long, sitting by a fire kind of sippers mm-hmm. that you could just have really good conversations with. I'm
0: digging it. I think so. All right. Let's move to the fireplace and have a long conversation. All right. Let's do that. Or, let the fan. Let's, let's skip the fireplace. Yes. Let's go to an oscillating to fan air conditioning with a unit. mister.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Callaghan. Technical technical production is by Mike Canary.
0: Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org or call the grape line and ask for a wine question that we can address on a future show. That number is 707-200-3632. Thanks for listening.